Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2022 Von Nelson Select recap call. In the first quarter of 2022, the Von Nelson Select strategy returned negative 2.44% gross, negative 2.68% net, and that is versus the Russell 3000 at negative 5.28% and versus the S&P 500 at negative 4.6%. And with me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. And with that, Scott, I will turn things over to you. Great. Thank you, Dan. <clears throat> like you said, we, we had a nice quarter, but it was a nice quarter of a different kind. Um, positive relative performance, but still a, a drawdown, and nobody likes that. Um, I would say that the relative outperformance was predominantly because of good security selection. Um, as our, our stocks went down less than the overall market. And the market, you know has shown uh, growing concern about mounting inflation pressure, whether or not it's transitory, and growing concerns over, you know, the opposite of the globalization effects of the last 30 years or so, particularly in light of uh, Russia invading Ukraine. During the quarter, only three sectors contributed positively. The others were negative. Those were energy, sorry, the, the positive ones were energy, financials, and materials. Communications and technology were the largest detractors, though each were down less than 2% during the quarter. So the rotation that we talked about last quarter really hit stride um, in, in this first quarter of the year. Although it's interesting to point out that uh, the market you know, really lost more prior to the invasion than it did after February 24th during the quarter. Um, so let's look at uh, the attribution where Select led the index nicely from a relative perspective. It was pretty broad-based. Financials, energy, technology, consumer discretionary, and materials all outperformed index holdings. Staples, communications, utilities, and industrials, oh, and healthcare too, uh, failed to keep pace with the index holdings. During the quarter, the cash level crept up a little bit as we trimmed a few positions. Um, speaking of changes, there were a few more this quarter than normal, where we bought six names during the quarter and sold seven. Uh, volatility, of course, was a little bit elevated during this quarter. And uh, that shifting market preference that we talked about in the invasion probably had a lot to do with that. The names that we bought were mostly in consumer and material spaces. The names that we sold were mostly in technology and the communication sectors. The characteristics of the portfolio remain pretty consistent with our typical profile. We have high active share, mid-80s, higher ROE than the index, a comparable ROA. Our market, or, sorry, our market cap skews a little bit smaller than the index today. That's a bit of a change from the, from the last year. Uh, the valuation is reasonably consistent or comparable to the market. Uh, if you look at published estimates, you know, forward-looking estimates, we're a little bit higher, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't own banks in, in, in the portfolio, and those tend to make our multiples look higher by comparison. Shifting to factors, here again, you'll see a positioning that's consistent with our typical profile, uh, although the, the most evident shift is a reduction in our growthy tilt. Um, Stock-specific factors contributed positively to performance. As those growth factors shifted, you know, our, uh, sorry, as our factor preference shifted, our lower exposure to the growth factor certainly helped. 
Um, the portfolio itself continues to show better factor diversification than the benchmark, according to our factor analysis. And a lot of that has to do with the continued concentration of several of the big cap names commanding such a large position of the index, um, whereas we've got offsetting positions there. The portfolio showed an exposure to, a long exposure rather, to volatility, and that would be you know at the individual name level. However, it's interesting that the port, that it's offset at the portfolio level with a significantly short exposure and an influential exposure to beta. So if individual names may have been more volatile, the portfolio as the whole exhibited lower beta. In fact, our beta in the portfolio is lower than it's been in, in quite some time. Um, the active return volatility ticked up a bit. More than half of the active risk in the portfolio is due to security-specific risk. So the balance, you know, that 40%-ish is uh, owing to factors. Again, this is a proof statement, I think, that we're, we're out there looking for idiosyncratic return and not simply trying to place chips uh, on, on bets on where factors may go. Um, during the quarter, strong positive stock selection from a factor perspe perspective was, again, the main driver of return, and there were some very minor factor effects that were offsetting to a certain extent. The biggest exposures, as I mentioned, long volatility um, was offset a little bit by being significantly short profitability. Interestingly enough, that's positive in this quarter. And as I mentioned earlier, significant and influential short position vis-a-vis -vis beta. The other interesting thing is our two smallest cap names were the most influential vis-a-vis -vis factors, although the market did not demonstrate any real preference for any sort of market cap, you know, small versus large during the quarter. Um, other, you know, this, this feeds nicely into macro, where everyone's talking about inflation. Uh, those concerns, of course, are exacerbated by the invasion of Ukraine. And whether it's steel, grains, fertilizer, neon, titanium, there are significant, significant mostly commodities that, that come from Ukraine and Russia, and they're all impacted. Uh, however, Russian oil and gas still continues to flow, but I'd say there's a little bit extra risk premium built into that supply concern there because um, that's obviously counter to prevailing political wisdom on a global basis, uh, unless you happen to be named Vladimir Putin. So with continued strength in employment and growing inflation concerns here in the United States, you know, it, it's, it's counter to reasonable expectation to think that the Fed would step in and, and act in support of the market here, um, mainly because the political will is not there and I'd point out that it is a mid-cycle election, and so the political influence is meaningful there. Um, that said, monetary and fiscal policy are, on, on a historical basis, still pretty accommodative, even if they're trending the other way. Um, it's actually been one of the more accommodating investing environments with easy financial conditions. But as I mentioned, the, that policy action seems more intent on taming inflation, and, and those run counter to easy support for financial conditions. Uh, rates backed up a little bit, and the dollar is up, uh, give or take, a little more than 5% during the year. Clearly, that's not going to be great for the earnings of unhedged exporters, but uh, that also probably is symbolic of maybe some inflows into equity as the dollar is a bit of a safe haven here in a volatile market. Um, looking at market valuation, I would say that it's certainly not cheap. Um, 
but equities are still the fair-haired child at the dance and getting more attention than, than other asset classes. I do not see evidence of large inflows into fixed income, which you would normally see when people start talking about uh, recessions perhaps being um, in the cards. Um, in fact, we're seeing inflows into equities, and I think some portion of that is coming from foreign equity buyers, again, looking at the strength of the dollar as being part of that. Interestingly enough, the equity risk premium is at a multi-year low. So turning to positioning, it's not altogether terribly different than it was last quarter as we began to position for slower economy uh, in the fourth quarter of last year. I'd, I'd point out that we've got the lowest beta today than, than we've had in a number of years. But uh, we still like what we own. We like the portfolio as a whole. We point out that the leadership in the market has shifted from the long duration, very convex equities to commodity producers, which is commensurate with the inflation concerns. Those tend not to be lasting phenomena. They tend to be shorter in nature. We've been able to avail ourselves of the advantage of some of those flows, but we continue to look for the idiosyncratic opportunities amongst the names that are in our investable universe. Um, and with that, I think that wraps it, and I'll turn it back to you, Dan. Well, great. Well, thank you, Scott, and certainly appreciate the insights and a look back at uh, what was a successful quarter for the for the portfolio. Hopefully, next time we bring you back in here, we'll see a little bit more positivity across of all equity markets. But again, looking forward to having you back, and we'll see you in a couple months. Look forward to it. Thanks, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.